No cap, all facts, here we go, listen I can move across the aisle, never think twice Underground Railroad got me trying to see the light Hey, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast I'm your host, Quentin Crumby, or if you know me, you can call me Q And listen, I am sitting here with one of Detroit's finest, okay? Y'all gotta listen up here So this guy is a musician, he's an author of two books He's a pastor of a thriving church out in Inkster, Michigan. He's a public speaker in the metro Detroit area. He's very, very passionate when it comes to his sermons and all of his talks. He's been able to grace the stage at the TED Talk stage mm-hmm. conference where he was able to talk about questions single people hate. And I'm going to tell you what, on and in the studio today, we have Mr. I'm going to call him Pastor Kellen Brooks, even <laughs> yes, though I know sir. he probably only want to be called Kellen, but yes, this is my buddy, uh, Pastor Kellen Brooks. How's man. it going tonight, man? Fantastic, man. Glad to be on the Manology Project today. Yes, sir. I'm glad that you were able to come out and hang out with me and uh, get into some discussion based around uh, balancing our relationships and balancing our um uh, the, all of our personal endeavors. Mm. And as we see here, you have quite a bit of personal endeavors. So uh, yeah. what we're going to be just talking about, man, and, uh, you know, just feel free to to just kind of be open and free about a few things. First of all, just tell, uh, give the people something that they, they don't know about you. Gotcha, that they don't know about me. Um, man, well, outside of what you have shared, uh, man, I love to jog. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe this is my second year. I think maybe I started in 2018 jogging. That's what's with up. With some friends. And uh, yeah, man, I love it. I, I just love getting so out. So we're talking, we're talking like five miles, 10 miles, or yeah, are we? My, my, my norm is four miles. Okay. So that's kind of, so if I go out and jog, it's going to be four miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's still way above me. I'm more like that one mile. And yeah. that one mile is like a maybe. Listen, I was at one mile for years. <laughs> It was for years. It's a hard task for yeah. jogging. Yeah, you know? totally. And are, so you outside or are you? Yeah, I love jogging outside. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because uh, the elements are a little bit better than that treadmill. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like I'm more motivated when I'm outside. Yeah. I agree. I uh-huh. agree. The motivation is a little bit different. The scenery is nice. Totally. Uh, so, but hey, okay. So this is what we're going to do, man. Since you got so many different things yeah. here. So what we're going to do is give us a little bit of background on mm-hmm. who Kellen Brooks is. Uh, you come out of this musical family, yeah. you know, and all my Detroit people, I know y'all know, you know, the Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, this is so crazy, right? Because, um, now I can't even think of his first name, mm-hmm. who was my teacher, who was your grandfather. Yeah. Alvin. Uh, Alvin. Yeah. So, you know, so I look at this and I'm like, <laughs> Alvin Brooks was like my math teacher. This guy yeah. literally taught me how to, put together equations yeah. how to do trigonometry how to do algebra and he was like fun, fantastic and mm-hmm. on top of that he was a very heavy hitter totally because back in our day we got paddled oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so uh but he was uh he was fantastic and then he was also uh our music teacher mm-hmm. uh yeah and people don't know you know i sung in the choir uh back in the day but you know yeah, yeah. Uh, tenor section yes sir yes sir <laughs> so but uh just tell the uh, people a little bit on how are you actually able to juggle mm-hmm. the musician part of you yeah writing these books mm-hmm. pastoring a congregation of i'm not even sure of yeah how many you have over there uh-huh. but how are you able to maintain the balance gotcha. to keep your sanity yeah that's a great question man um I think 
there are seasons in my life where I'm going pretty hard on a particular thing. Mm-hmm. And that thing kind of dominates the other areas. Okay. Right. So let's say like with the pastoring, um, great church out in Inkster, Pentecostal Temple Church, my PT church, we call it <laughs> hashtag my PT church. Um, great group of people there who lead along with me. And so I'm able to share that load in such a way that there are moments where if I need to pull back a little bit, lead through others, it can happen. Okay. But I need to go hard, provide lots of leadership, preaching, teaching, you know, meetings, those things, then there's that season as well. There's something big coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm going hard. Then there's other seasons where we're not quite going that hard on a particular thing. So it's kind of a push and pull. Um, so when there are big things happening in one area, mm-hmm. things are kind of low on another area, right? So yep. if I'm pastoring super hard, we going hard, I'm doing all this preaching, I ain't really writing books, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, so you're not trying to mix the two. Yeah, so it's like, the two the two happen. They're just seasons where I'm going harder, harder at one the than the okay, other. Okay. So it's more like a kind of like a pendulum type of thing. There everything's not always equally balanced. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some days there, you know, when I was writing this book, um, I had a lot of inspiration behind writing, man. Mm. So it it literally the the bulk of the book really took me a couple of weeks to write. So during that time, I'm like grinding. I'm just writing daily, typing. That's, that's aggressive. Oh yeah, super aggressive. <laughs> that's super aggressive. Yeah. Dude. I don't keep up that pace all the time, which with is good. Book. Yeah, right. that's good. That's yeah, good. man. So yeah, you kind of figure out what's the big thing right there. Pour yourself into that, and then kind of. And then how is the social media piece? Because I've been following you, so it's like that social p- media piece. I see you kind of like really picked up, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the uh, uh, imagery of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to build. Uh, mm-hmm. Not more like on a showcase level, mm-hmm. but just really, just really adapting to what's going on. So how has that really been? Yeah, for totally, you guys. Yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm big on man. Prepare privately, promote publicly. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So when you're working on it, just kind of, you know. Keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. When it's done, it's Boom. like, bam, yeah. in yeah. your face. That's literally how the podcast was, though. Yeah. Because I didn't even, I meant to, guys, I want you guys to forgive me. Uh-huh. Because not only is this guy an author, he also runs his own podcast. Yeah, And, yeah. and I'm going to let him talk more about that. But uh-huh. that's how that podcast was. It was like. Totally. I hit you up. You were like. Yo, I got something coming. I'm like, you haven't even, I haven't seen not one thing about it, but it literally just like came, it hit hard, and I was on the move. So I do like that. A little private time, Mm -hmm. put it all together, and then when it's time to hit it, they'll just come out there and hit it. So uh, we're going to hit the book, but before we hit the book, no, you know what? Let's go into the book. Yeah, totally. Uh, What inspired the title first? When Shall We Eat Cake? Yeah. All right, so... Uh, my grandparents are still living um, on my dad's side, mm-hmm. Alvin Brooks, Hazel Brooks. And so when I go and visit them, uh, my grandmother's question to me was, uh, so when are we going to eat cake? That's <laughs> when you get married. No way. So, yeah. so grandma gave you yeah, okay, grandma, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. In fact, I talk about it in the intro how really the title was inspired by her. She didn't even know it. That is unreal. Yeah, totally. I said, I owe you some royalties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have had this title without you. Right, right. Yeah, man. Okay, so then, so grandma gave us the title, and then mm-hmm. what about the meat? So how do we how yeah. do we get in? Okay, so you're a single guy. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going on. And so now the pressure, because I did see that. You talk about that pressure. So someone who's single, there's pressure out there to actually, I won't say get married, but get that. Real mm. relationship. Totally, yeah. Okay, so now walk me through that. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, man, so I, I would say a couple of things inspired it, right? Of course, grandma asking the question. 
but what really drove me to start writing, um, a person that I used to correspond with, you know, that's that's our way of saying, you know, used to date and talk <laughs> to correspond. Oh my god, <laughs> this new this new age is out of control. <laughs> yeah, corresponded with. <laughs> well, things didn't quite, you know, <clears throat> materialize right. as uh, one would hoped, um, but uh, uh, eventually she. You know, she met somebody. It was somebody I was friends with, actually. Yikes. And so, you know how that goes. You know, somebody who's today. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even think I've shared this publicly, uh, like, in, in a form like this. But, you know, the truth should make you free. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, I was a little salty about it. Um, I couldn't be too upset because my opportunity was there. And... You know, if I didn't take the opportunity, then that's on me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but nonetheless, the human part of me is just like, ouch. Really? Right. Kind of right. a little dagger, dagger there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so navigating the irritation that came with that, I kind of needed an outlet to deal with it. And I wanted to be honest with myself. And I'm like, man, you know what? This kind of this, this this hurts gonna... a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. You know, I'm right. like, man, I'm happy for you. I, mean, I'm right. so, I celebrate you. Right. And, you know, and it, it was nothing... Uh, it wasn't nothing malicious or anything. It was, I mean, it was just life, you know. Right. They met, they I liked know. each other. It happens. Bam. Yeah, it happens. It does. Uh, but it doesn't feel good. No. And and literally, man, I was thinking about it while I was driving. Man, I pulled up to my stop, and as I was opening my door, thinking about it, all I heard was, "When shall we eat cake?" And that was- that's literally what happened. Like, I just heard it out of nowhere, and I felt compelled to write. And so I started off writing. A, a personal journal entry oh, about okay. every about just what happened. And once I kind of got that out of my system and kept writing, then the book flowed out of that. Oh, so it was almost like a, like a, a healing agent. Uh, totally. Before creation. So most definitely. Okay. That, that's yeah. not, that, may, that really makes sense. Yeah. I drained so that, all the blood. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Then I, I didn't put that in the book. You know, I exactly. set that aside. That's but why the I rest said that. Of it, so, but the actual important stuff, yeah, is it? That is a blessing. Yeah, man. God loves you. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> because I'm convinced. And, and then also, that's like a lot of you know, for men, like having self control. Uh, that mm. this platform is literally based around uh, men being able to have a platform to really discuss things that are normally not discussed in public. Yeah, which is uh, so you're still in a safe place even here because totally. this is a, a place where we kind of want to talk about stuff that kind of irritate us that yeah normally we would hold that in. Because, totally, because that's what we do as men. So we we internalize everything, and then we cap it, and then we just let it fester inside of us. Yeah. Now the bad part about that is that the next person may get a little bit of that, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, and that's why I said you're blessed. God loves you because He gave you an out, man, to release totally. the part that yeah. would actually damage the next person that you encounter. Yeah. So I do love, I love the way that you actually yielded yourself to be able to, mm-hmm. uh, and like you said, not even put that in a book. It's like, yeah, this is harsh. <laughs> We're going to shred this. And then God said, okay, dude, now, mm-hmm. now I can give you what you have. That's really, really nice. Yeah. All right. Now, so now we're going to take the book piece and then yeah. I want you to take the podcast and then add that. Mm-hmm. So why do we go book? And then why do we go podcast? So why do we have this podcast to, uh, to really put the stamp on this book? Totally, totally. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Dr. Ari Vernon say, uh, "You may be done talking, but they're not done listening." Oh, so, man, you got some good nuggets. I gotta yeah. get my book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. That is a good one. But uh, yeah, man, it's like people read the book, 
and then it's done. So I needed something that would stretch the season of the book and really carry the message further than the pages of the book. And like for that. me, the next logical progression was the podcast. So I can talk more about unmarried life, single life, and really dig deeper into things that uh, perhaps the book doesn't go into. I had a person, um, they read the book and they called me and just kind of went to discuss some, some of the things, gave me some feedback, and uh, which, was, which was cool. Right. Um, and, and what I enjoyed about it was I meant one thing when I wrote something, but when they read it, they took it as a different way. Oh, right. So, yeah. so it's like, all right, now let's have a discussion about right. it. Let's of course, talk about it. Of course, you know? of course. So yeah, so the podcast just seemed like the best thing to do next. And and quite honestly, man, dude, I was not trying to do another singles book or singles <laughs> anything. I mean, I, I just. My thing is that okay. So I will back up yeah. a little bit here. So now, how did you get the mantle for single? Like how did man. that? Like you know, like that kind of like fell on you. And we all have things that. You know, mm. that God uh, that really want us to push yeah. uh, that we get grace for mm -hmm. uh, so that, you know, in the single life. So I'm a married guy and I've yeah. been married like forever. Uh, and then, you know, I have a mantle for me, mm -hmm. for what I do. And then I look at you and I'm like, OK, so now being single. Yeah. Uh, and we really do need men to talk about singleness. Totally. And then what does that mean and what does it look like? So in that retrospect like, or that perspective of how you look at single uh i want you to give me who is kellen mm -hmm. in being single yeah while pastoring musician speaker mm -hmm. like so who is that guy like you yeah. know because he's got to be He's got to be a he's got to be a guy that's ready to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I would like to know, you know mm -hmm. just tell the people exactly when they're watching all of these different platforms. Yeah, uh, just kind of ease their mind by letting them know like exactly who you are mm -hmm. uh, across the consistency between each one of these platforms. Are you the same guy? Yeah. When you're speaking from the pulpit all the way to a forum like at the TED Talk. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I Man, I think um, if if I could break down kind of what I do, it, you know, when you say podcast, pastor, book, all of those things, um, it pretty much comes to communicating and loving on people. So any venue that I can find to communicate, I feel like that's a gift of mine. Communicate, teaching, educating. And that could look like a bunch of different things. Right. It could look like a podcast. It could look like a book. It could look like a TED Talk. It could look like preaching on Sundays. I like this. It could That's... look like a myriad of, of different things. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I got the concept from Bishop Jakes, man, because, you know, he's writing books. He's he doing yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> but it is his outlet. Totally. For what God has him to do. Yeah. And it just looks like something different every time. But right. It's the same consistency across each. I like it. Totally. Yeah. So like that. that liberated me. To show me that, man, I don't have to be boxed into one thing. Yes. You know, I right. can do whatever enables me to communicate and love on people and <clears throat> and use humor, you right. know, to kind of be that right. that outlet. That's yeah. that's kind of my thing. Yeah. I like to say, man, in past life, I was probably a, <laughs> a comedian, <laughs> right. you know, just joking around. But yeah, man. So I think that's how I'm able to do these different things, man. And I, and I, I feel like I still haven't really tapped into all of uh, what's there for me to do and express myself? I mean, I just started a podcast in my thirties. I know. You know, I just wrote a dude just wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? I'm forty, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like forty and just starting a podcast. So I mean, I'm I'm way behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that um, God's timing is totally. impeccable. 
Oh yeah. Uh, because um, uh, from my understanding is that we all have someone mm-hmm. that we were put on the earth to touch and to pour into. And in any sector of our life that we meet or get those people that like on all those platforms, there's always someone that you were built mm-hmm. and, and well equipped for at 30. I agree. Cause this podcast is going to do great because at 30, there's a bunch of people that need to hear whatever you have mm-hmm. to talk about before you get married. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Totally. So that's, I, I got to milk that season. You have to milk the season. Yeah, but totally. the thing is, is that you also don't want to shy away from something. Right. Uh, because like, uh, uh, like this podcast was built out of uh, men needing that understanding on how to actually be the best that we can be in a relationship and with all these ventures or businesses, mm-hmm. achievements. You know, men are just built to want to build, like we yeah. want to create. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't have absolutely nothing going on. Totally. Uh, and that's just how we're built. Unfortunately, yeah. it it's good and it's bad. You know, it, that direct competition is good. But then also, you know, uh, as Christians, then we have to balance that ego, that self-control, that um, uh, the word I'm looking for is that haughtiness mm-hmm. that comes from the the provision that's provided to you from accolades of yeah. all of these accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you look at that and then I, I look at a young guy like yourself mm-hmm. and then I say, OK, so this guy's got all the accolades piece rocking. Uh-huh. OK. I don't know if they're perfect, but they rock it. Yeah. So then I look and I say, okay, Q, you married. You've been married to the same lady for over 20-something years. Mm-hmm. When does <clears throat> Kellen feel that it is time to actually take time out to put that piece back into motion? Mm-hmm. So when you're saying, like, all these things are popping off, yeah. you're already in a relationship now we're back into building whatever we have for the kingdom, mm-hmm. personal and uh, achievements. And then now, you know, as a young guy at 30, you know, you're not really, you know, of course we never get younger. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know as a young man and the way God has built us as men, uh, that support, that woman, that mm-hmm. babe, I had a bad day. Yeah, like, yeah. You need that in your life. Uh, totally. And I'm not saying from a marriage standpoint, I'm talking about like from just a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and if God grants marriage, then he does. But from yeah. a relationship standpoint, <laughs> that outlet, I know for me, mm-hmm. is definitely needed. So my thing is to you is that, yeah. when do you feel that that piece will be that you would actually start looking? Or is this cake yeah. book? And is the podcast something that that is a cry out to say, okay, Lord, I think that it is time for me to start mm-hmm getting back and putting myself in position to see, you know, see who you have for me. Totally. Now I think it's a great question, man. I think it's a great question. Um, I am a, uh, I'm an advocate for marriage, huge advocate for marriage. I believe that it's God's design. Mm -hmm. Um, I see the benefit of having somebody on your team to help build. I think you can go further. Right. uh, You know, having somebody, you know, on your side with you. And for some people, singleness is their gift. Um, I know that this is not the state that I will be in the rest of my life. Right. I know I am not an Apostle Paul. <laughs> right. That is not my calling. Right. I ask the Lord, please don't give me that calling. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that is that is not my calling. Right. Um, what I've realized, though, is that, uh, that, you know, part of moving into marriage is the pursuit, is the, you know, getting to know people, meeting people, things like that. But then there's another part that's I feel totally on God's side where God just kind of puts the pieces together and opens the doors, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
there is this self part that you can do, but then there's this part that God does and it meets somewhere in the middle. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like God and I are still kind of navigating that space <laughs> to see where it meets. <laughs> so I, I, I really, I really can't say, you know, um, so are you like in the pursuit of, Gotcha. That's a good question. I, can't I mean, like, are your eyes like, you know, you're up there preaching and it's like, right. the Lord said, and okay, all Man. right, Felicia, okay. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is it like that or is it just like, yeah. I'm literally just saying, I'm going to be patient, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it's two different things. Yeah. I mean, you're a young guy and it's, and to me, it's really nothing wrong with mm -hmm. having that. Uh, but, you yeah. know, is that your, is that the way that you view it? Or, or like you said, that, you know, mm -hmm. that whole intermingle between you and God trying to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll put it like this. I've, I've learned this about myself um, is that there are things that I thought I wanted that now that I'm older, I'm like, eh, I didn't really, I, didn't, I don't really want that. I don't really need that. And, <laughs> and so the older that I get, I have less confidence in what I think that I need in a wife or in a spouse. I'm like, I'm like, God, I trust you to help me not to make a mistake. And so let me wait on you to feel that sense of, you know, this is, this is what you need. This is, this is what will vibe with you. This will, is what will fit with you. Um, I would say, man, I, I used to have long lists of stuff. I wanted. I want this. I want this. I want this. The list has gotten dramatically shorter and I'm just like, God, I trust you more than I trust myself and help me to be able to discern when, you know what, this is the way to go. This is this is what, you know, you're placing before me that you approve and I'm at peace and I feel like I can I can go and do this. Um, I don't know fully what that looks like or um, or how that will feel. But what I do know is that God has led me in other areas and, um, and, you know, he says, man, acknowledge me in all your ways. I'll direct your path. Right. And so I trust God to give me the right direction and the right timing on uh, when that can happen. Um, you know, if you would have told me at 20 that I would not be married at 33, I'd be like, no, right. you know, I'd be I, right. like I, devastated. <laughs> But right. now that I'm here at right. 34, and I don't know what 2020 has in store, right. um, I've I've become increasingly okay with the idea that God, it may take me longer, but when you do it, it'll be right. Right. Okay. So now I'm gonna throw this at you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. All right. All right. So I'm gonna chop it up from this angle. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So the thing is this. Okay. Uh, and and what happens is is that as you get older, you do, the list does change. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's whether you were with if you already had a wife 10 years before yeah, yeah. and you guys were together and you were together today, mm -hmm. that list still changes. Totally. Okay. So don't think that the list changing has anything to do with whether or not you have anybody in your life. Oh yeah. Because it just comes with maturity. Like we were talking about uh, before. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just that, you know, Kellen Brooks of 20 was not mature as Kellen Brooks of 30. Is. Oh, yeah. And the thing is that if you waited another 10 years, you're going to be even more mature at 40, mm -hmm. which means that you're going to tolerate a lot less then mm -hmm. because of just the maturity level. So it's going to be like a lot more things actually irk you quicker than yeah. they would have at 20 where you would have just kind of put up because basically you're immature. I'm immature. Yeah. Uh, so when you're looking at that, 
Uh, and I know that way, uh, and and I, I throw this out here because uh, I don't. You listen to Doctor Miles Monroe? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so that's so he's like my guy to listen to. Uh-huh, right? for so sure. I, I'm always like digging into all his old stuff, right? So he yeah. he makes a funny thing. So he goes, uh, and he's talking to some guy. So he goes, mm-hmm. "Why do you think that guy would actually pick your wife?" Mm-hmm. You know, so it, like his question was like, out of everything that he could actually do, right, for you. Why would you think picking a spouse would be the main thing when he would probably give you salvation? Yeah, I'm right? into that. So, right. so I'm laughing because I'm like, okay, so that's like really funny. So he mm-hmm. digs deeper into un- to that understanding of the freedom of our own choice of what we do and what we pick and then what God does with our choice. Yeah. So when we look and say, hey, we put our hands to it or if we lean to his, not to our own understanding, but we lean on Christ. Well, whatever you're picking and choosing and picking and choosing and picking and choosing, then you're taking mm-hmm. that and then you're leaning it on God and then mm-hmm. God would do the rest. Right. Yeah. So when I look at that, I was like, okay, so does that mean that, you know, that we don't ask God, you know, it, it throws you into For a world sure. because yeah, it's, you're a like, it's like, it is, it's like, oh, do I, Ask God for a wife or not. And I don't know if he was really saying that you don't, but what I think mm-hmm. what I took from it was that our whole entire being of being of salvation is based on choice mm-hmm. from day one. Yeah. Uh, all of the ordering of God's steps come according to, like you said before, which is just like leaning on him. So mm-hmm. acknowledging that pretty much the Holy Spirit is there. That's yeah. really what it is. The Holy Spirit is literally guiding us mm-hmm. every day if we ask and leaning on him. Yeah. So when I look at that and then I look at, you know, uh, and like I said, so being married for 22 years and I've been out of the game for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I know it looks so different uh, today. We were talking about that before, which yeah, yeah. is, totally. you know, it's just a whole different uh, setup. But my thing is for you though, it's just like, mm-hmm. Are you available, mm. you know, uh, because that's going to probably be one piece too. Like, so like in all of what's going on though, do you still, are you still making yourself available mm-hmm. to be able to find that person? Yeah. You know, because w- w- if it's not there, then we can get busy, mm-hmm. like really, really busy. Yeah. And then we supplement not having something over here for busy. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that, do you think that, man, I'm, it, and this is just goes like to the balance, right? And mm-hmm. I, it's like crazy because these questions are like so deep. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at your face, and you're like, this is. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all <laughs> Where it, are man. you going, Q? <laughs> uh, but it's just a balance. So, and, and and like I said about the podcast, we we're always gonna talk about as men, how do we balance both? So we're yeah. both Christians. We both love God. Uh, you're gonna give me some God stuff. I'm gonna always give something that we can actually challenge our, both of our thinking around. Mm-hmm whether it's what God said or how do we think we should be doing over here. Yeah. So when I look at that and I say, okay, this guy's going to wait on God, trust in God, wait on God, trust in God. So in that waiting and trusting and waiting and trusting, yeah. when do you balance out time to actually make yourself available to say, yo, Karen looks nice today. Mm. That's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, snap. You're That's right. Funny. Not <laughs> Karen. Not <laughs> You're right. I should have used like a Joyce or something. That's funny. Care. But no, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> totally. Uh, because I, and I agree too. Like, I think that the woman that I have um, um, is somebody that got actually placed in my way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you're looking at Ruth, you know, and Boaz, like when you, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. story is her, you know, it, we talk about it in so many different ways, right? Yeah. But really when you look at that story that Ruth was just placed Mm-hmm. in Boaz's way yeah, so that he could see her. Mm-hmm. And we can chop it up and preach it how we want to, but yeah. it all boils down to the fact that she got placed 
mm-hmm. that he can visually see her. Yeah. So my thing is that in all your busyness, mm-hmm. do you feel that you are in a place to be able to see mm-hmm. if God did place someone? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, man. I think, uh, of course, on paper, man, it's it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's just like, oh my goodness, dude, you do this, you do this, you do this, man. Right. Out in the world, you know. Um, but honestly, man, I think that the pace at which I am uh, right now um, complements the season that I am that okay. I'm in. You okay. know, okay. so you know, Paul talks about. You know, the unmarried person, they're concerned with how they can please the Lord. Yes. The married person, how they can please their spouse, you know. Yes. And so I think that I have a time currency uh, that I can spend in certain ways Mm -hmm. that say others may not be able to because of the singleness. Um, But being single, anyone that's unmarried, they know that relationships are still a vital part of their lives. Right, right. So I still make time for friends. I still make time. Uh, for family. And, and in fact, the spaces that I'm in, I'm always going to see people. I'm always going to meet people. And so it doesn't, the business doesn't shut me off. Okay. That's good. To meeting new people. Okay. It isn't like, uh, no, this is what I'm going to do to keep my eyes off uh, of, <laughs> make sure I ain't in trouble. It's like, right, nah, right, yeah, right. I like women just like the next okay. dude, okay. you know, yeah. the next heterosexual male. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I think that I have, um, I have placed less stock in my ability to make the best choices. So, so I'm not I'm not big personally on um like trying to force meet people or like trying to be like hooked up or connected, which is nothing wrong with that. I get you. Yeah, okay. but I'm like, uh, I'm okay. good. Yeah, yeah, people be like, oh, I want you to meet somebody. I'm like, ah, nah, I think I'm okay. okay. I, I think I'm all right, right? So yeah. that's, I'm not so desperate for it that I got to do all of these things, okay. go to this Antics event. and yeah. Yeah, I so I'm just like, nah, I'd rather just kind of let it happen naturally, okay. organically. Okay. So okay. that's no, no shade to anybody who right. goes that route because right. I mean, I got family members who they met each other online. They're still married to this day. Love the Lord, that whole thing. Um, but I feel like I'm in a unique space, especially as a pastor. I know, you know, and it's like, I'm in the limelight. I'm out front. And for people who will only know me as a pastor, I think that brings this, you know, this, this, this set of lenses at which they look at me like, Oh, he's a pastor. So he must be this, this and that. So let me act like this. Let me do that. And I'm like, well, I'm a human being, you know. <laughs> right. You See, know? And that's why I asked because yeah. that's the part that I literally want this interview to bring out. Is yeah. that people got to know that just because uh-huh. you love God and bring the word and yeah. do all that stuff, that you're just still a dude. It's like, Yeah, totally. At the end of the day. You know, it's like I'm still just a guy, dude. I'm not, yeah. you know, this, it, doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, I like to go out on a date or Cedar Point or uh-huh. or whatever. It's just the fact that I just have a job to do. Um, and, totally. and and you answered the question, like, exactly the way I thought that you probably would <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, by bringing it back around to just saying that, uh, being in front, because I was going to bring that up, but you, you jumped right to it, which is totally. being in front and then mm-hmm. having those different lenses on you. Yeah. Uh, and people already prejudging the type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. So I know it's got to be really, really tough. Yeah. Um, even in that space. And I know it sounds like I'm like all over it, but mm. it's just really understanding because there's a lot of, uh, you're running a circuit with a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're all married or not, but, um, but that, 
that that little circuit of men that are pastors mm-hmm. it's not really an easy position to actually even be yeah you know open for ladies to even look at you mm-hmm. because of the that perspective that or that that prejudged lens that's already on you it's like do yeah. i really want to be a first lady do i is he gonna want me to be a first lady you know right uh, i remember somebody gave me a somebody was talking to me and they're like you know god you know god wants you to be a pastor you know mm-hmm. you know i looked at him and was like you know he, he never told me that but yeah you know but because of the lineage i come out of mm-hmm. right they just automatically put a lens on me because I'm a people person, and mm-hmm. and now that I I'm, I'm meeting the 30 year old Kellen, because we've been knowing each other for a long time, right. but we're literally like almost like in that same space, which is mm-hmm. I'm very humorous. Uh, I have a very a high level or a high passion for love for people, and for people to win mm-hmm. in the walk of Christ. So yeah. not just be in it, but to actually win according mm-hmm. to the way that God wants us to, um, and so. For years, mm-hmm. dude, I'm talking like years, people were like, you know, you should be a pastor. You ought to be a pastor. You're going to be a pastor. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's it because I literally never felt that. Like yeah. uh, I've been told that I'm going to have influence. I've told a lot of things, but pastor just wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. But I know the lens that you're talking about because yeah. uh, coming out of the lineage, I, pretty much me and all of my family members, the men, have always been viewed in that same spectrum which i'm sure you have too mm-hmm. you know yeah with your granddad being you know isaac it's like yeah they just expect you just to be the next uh-huh. uh so uh okay so time is getting there but i do have one yeah more question maybe two we'll see for sure because uh, this is good talk but okay so now you're uh, uh th- and this is another balanced question mm-hmm. uh but now you're in a you're in an arena okay yeah. so the kojic domination is is a whole different type of arena yeah okay so this is where you have like a lot of um and i'm trying to use the right word because i don't want to be offensive in yeah. no way but it's all um, good but not towards you i'm just saying like because of the kojic is built around a lot of older um pastors mm-hmm. yeah. uh that has their own way of the denomination on how it's going to be mm-hmm. and so okay and so Luckily, following you, I've seen like a lot of young pastors mm-hmm. are be, are popping up on the Kojic scene, which is very rare. It's yeah. like a rare thing for me to see this many yeah. young guys. It's a wave, man. Do, it's literally a big wave. Yeah. And I'm talking like 20, mm-hmm. 25 young guys on that. I mean, you guys had a couple of uh, flyers that had 20-some guys on there. And I'm like, wow, that's right. like a big wave of young under 40 guys that are in this Kojic. Yeah. So tell me, what has that been like? Like, mm-hmm. like. How how has that looked, or how is that lens? Like, what is that lens from mm-hmm. from? I'm, I'm not going to name any bishops, but the bishops and everybody. Yeah. But like, how is that viewed upon? And then, how do you feel? Because mm-hmm. uh, you look comfortable. Like totally. when I'm watching it, it looks very comfortable. And I mean, we grew up in it, so I know. I don't know if it's because you grew up in it, mm-hmm. or you literally have just taken on and understand that there's a little work to be done mm-hmm. because of that transition between the age of. You know, it's like I said, it's a big gap between the 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 one pastor to the to a great bishop. Mm-hmm. So how has that really worked? Yeah. Like how how have you been able to balance that? Yeah, uh, those two. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, I was grateful to have a pastor, um, and grandfather who was really progressive. And That's good. He had been progressive the whole time. You know, even in his traditional state, 
he was always open for new ideas. He was always open for new things. Oh, nice. And he did things that really pushed the envelope. And so he allowed me to be myself. And I think that's what enables me to thrive even in, you know, this Kojic setting is I'm able to express what Kojic looks like through a different lens. That's dope. Yeah. The heart of, for me, the heart of what it is to be Church of God in Christ. And this is what has really pushed my vision for my local church. Mm -hmm. Um, We call it the M3V, Mm -hmm. multi three vision, multi-generational, multicultural, multiplying church. Nice. Is our goal as a church. It's rooted in Acts chapter two. Mm -hmm. Um, What made me arrive at that was I started asking myself, what does it, what does it mean to be Pentecostal? You know, my t- name of my church is Pentecostal Temple, right? right? When people hear Pentecostal, sometimes they think, oh, okay, I got I to gotta wear a skirt. I can't wear makeup, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right? We have all of these, these stigmas that go right, along with that. Yep. But for me, I said, let me get to what the essence of, like, what does it really, truly, biblically look like to be Pentecostal? Right. And for me, I feel that when you are true to Scripture, that you can live that out in a variety of ways. Right. Like, we don't have a template scripturally that says church has to look like exactly. this you got bedrock principles and you can express that right through your cultural lens through your language lens through personality right. and all of those different things and so i grew up in a setting where i wasn't forced to fit a mold i wasn't forced to dress a certain type of way i wasn't forced to wear my hair a certain type of way and i wasn't forced to preach a certain type of way like I have some people joke and be like, "You're Dude. right, you are different." Preacher. Yeah, they're like, "Man, you like a black Joe Osteen." <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'd be cracking up, man. You are. I forgot all about that little yeah. spin there. That yeah, man. You are actually more of a. And that's because the teaching piece of you. Yeah. Um, and most preachers who preach like that are teachers, mm-hmm. not not technically. Yeah. That type of preacher. Not saying that you're not a pastor, but just not the preachy pastor. For sure. More of the teaching pastor, which. Yeah, happens for sure. I do more screaming now, you know. I like to, <laughs> I like to uh, passionately teach, teach. Yeah, what I'm, you know, what I'm saying. But I've been able to be myself. That is really nice. And in being myself, it it enables me to be comfortable, man. Yeah, you look very yeah. comfortable. Uh, yeah. In your whole setting, I thought that you know, like I told you, once I really started following all your stuff, I was like, like this guy is so different. Like even like from guys that are the same age of you on mm-hmm. another sector, yeah, that I might see mm-hmm. that who are still in a certain mode, and yeah. then I go right to yours, and it's like like Kellen is still just like Kellen, yeah. Like it's funny because I see you like you know all your brothers, and you guys are like literally still like the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not in a bad way, but it's just like you guys didn't like your grandfather never really took you guys and shook and, and took you guys and pressed you into that yeah. type of a mode to say, yeah. you know, hey, if you guys ever have to take over this, this is the only way mm-hmm. that yep. you can do it. So it's really good to hear that you are already passed down um, uh, the the okay, mm-hmm. you know, or the thumbs up totally. uh, to literally be Kellen, which is pretty Man. dope that you're the one to get to church. Like I thought yeah. that was, that's pretty dope yeah, uh, yeah. out of all the people. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Kojic Unreal. is like a, it, they, it's already kind of there. Like you can, you can pick anybody to mm-hmm. actually do it. And so it was really dope that your grandfather felt like he had poured enough into you to be able to not only, yeah, 
uh, take over the church, uh, but to progress the church the way that you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I talked about the social media stuff, like you guys are really uh, f- are pushing forward and you don't have a bunch of young people like you're you're transforming mm-hmm. some old set minds. Because, I mean, I've, I've, I'm looking and yeah. everybody is not under 30. Right. And so, right. you know, how blessed and how graced it has to be uh, for God to give you that type of grace to be able to. Mm-hmm. kick that information out to people who yeah. probably will be like, like, how did that go? It's like, ah, dude, right. you're it's Instagram. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you still got like mothers of the church and like mm-hmm. to have a mother of the church and then have an Instagram. No, don't mix. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how did that work? Like, how did you uh-huh. convince like, you know, a, a mother of the church has been there like for 45 years yeah. <laughs> before you, mm-hmm. you know, and then to say that this is where we're going. Like, how did that look? Yeah, totally, man. Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing I've learned is or one of the major lessons is man, you got to take people at a slow pace. You, uh-huh. you got to meet people where they are. Um, you got to do things that people enjoy, even an older group. Right. Because, um, you know, we can be so bent on winning millennials, winning Gen X, winning the younger group right. that we neglect an older group of people yeah. who still need community, who still need relationship. Right. And so, and who really pray? And who pray, <laughs> they, man? They, pray. come on, and tithe, <laughs> and they tithe. Come on, <laughs> this show, this show, this is that that yeah. core group. We got to make sure we put our arms around that group. Totally, you can't neglect them, <laughs> you man. Can't neglect them too. But you know, and 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 really having that vision, multi generational, like letting people know that you are written into this vision, right? Your old oh, men shall dream good. dreams. That's you know, good. Call you know. Older women teach the younger women, like letting them know you have a space and you have a role. That's really good. And I think that's what's enabling me uh, to gain trust of those that are older. Um, it hasn't always been the easiest thing to do. Right. And some things have frustrated me. Right. Um, but, man, you win some major influencers who are older, they can win other they people. They can do it for you. That's so. Man, one of my staunchest supporters, man, she's my church mother now. Uh, her name is Mercedes Atkins. Man, she is 89 years old. She'll be 90 this year. She'll be 90 this years old. She's one of the hippest people you'd ever meet. Man, she texts. She uses emojis. That She's on Facebook. Emojis? Yeah, she uses emojis, <laughs> man. She said thumbs up and Listen, smiley faces. I'm still trying to get my mom to understand. <laughs> man, she'll be 90 this year. That's dope. But she sits next to me at church. That's dope. So it's me, and okay. then it's her right next to me. So when people look at the pulpit, they're going to see Hey, here's a young guy that's supported. That I can connect, and here's an older lady that I can connect with. That's dope. So I see young and old, old right on the right platform. Right on the platform, right. And 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 we all have a voice, and we all have a space, man. So I think God's given me a grace for that. I just love being around older people. I'm big on letting people talk and just asking questions and listening, yeah. and uh, I think that helps uh, build trust as well, man. So um, I'm just excited to be in the seat at the age that I'm in. I know. And so now I'm thinking, man, what young people can I pull in to help and mentor? Yeah. And it's weird to think about that, but it's like you got to start thinking about it now. You have to think about it now. Yeah. Too. And the thing is, too, and then we're going sh- to shut this boy down. But oh, yeah. the mentoring piece and then uh, for just as men, period, is that we literally have to start thinking that a lot uh, earlier. Yeah. And uh, and then understanding that uh, we've got to either have my my thing is this. You should always have somebody ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to have someone behind you. You should always be a middleman. Each one of us should be in yeah. the middle to where somebody is extending information, mm-hmm. grace, love, wisdom. And then in return, you're doing the exact same thing for somebody else. And then totally. that ladder just continues down. And uh, and it doesn't even matter 
black, white, old, gray, yellow. No. We literally have to start helping from from a Christian mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah. God requires us not to operate as the world does. Mm-hmm. So we have got to take all that off and understand that we have to continue to help each other. Yeah. And I like that your grandfather was able to do that to you, put you in a position, and then to have somebody of that age mm-hmm. Not only just kind of like buy in, but then, you know, to me, when I when you tell me she's sitting next to you, like I see her as a protector, like, yo, check this out. Yeah. The young guy has got it, but I'm not going to let nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody of my caliber is going to actually open their mouth. You know what I'm saying? It's like a totally. check mark. Yeah. Her sitting there is like a check mark. Man, when I like, tell you what you just <laughs> said is what happens. That's a check. She it looks stuff. Down. It looks like She's a, a check. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. check mark uh, because basically you don't have a wife yet. Neither. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. it's easy for her to really, you know, and you really want your um, a church mother has always had that. Like she's totally. always the one like, you know, yeah. even if the pastor didn't say nothing, you mm-hmm. know, if she jumped up and says something, the church literally would listen. Like, totally. You're right, mother. Like mother, yeah. even the pastor would go, let mother speak. Like because yeah. of that, because of the, that authority and then that love and that respect and all that yeah. stuff that God gives that mother of the church is just unbelievable. And yeah. for God to bless you with somebody is is really awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, listen, we're going to shut this boy down. Yes, Kellen, it was awesome, dude, to have you here. Like I literally had like an awesome time uh, kicking it and chopping up. I'm definitely going to have you come back where we're both on the same team talking about some topics. If you would love to come back, yeah, it would man. be awesome. Uh, check this out, guys. We want you guys to subscribe. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share it out. This is a platform for young men, older men. Uh, if you're a single mother out there and you and you got sons and you don't know what to do, chime in, bring your comments, uh, and I will either answer them or put them in the hands of somebody that can answer them for you. And let's uh, let's get this to continue to build our community. And we're out of here. Peace out. Peace.